0: Hi, this is Marissa Meyer, and this is Delaney, and this is Sloan, and you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hello, welcome to episode 98 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. I will be your host, Bethany Finger, and today's special guest is Lily, one of my Patreon members. Hello. Welcome back, Patreon members. Cause this is this your third episode with me now? Because you also uh, did a bonus episode.
1: Yes, I did another chapter of Cress, and then we did that Halloween Town bonus episode for Patreon.
0: Yeah, so now this is our third episode together. Woo! There's probably Patreon members who are like, I haven't even gotten my first yet. Like <laughs> It takes time, I swear. It's coming. Lily's been here since like day two, so
1: <laughs> Yes. You'll get there.
0: I know. It's like you and Lena Darling are like, like the very first people to join Patreon. So nice. <laughs> okay, proud. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. I'm proud to have you here. Oh, thank you. So, what are you currently reading at the moment?
1: Well, I haven't started yet, but I'm about to start "These Violent Delights" by Chloe Gong. Which- Ooh. Oh I heard about on uh, Marissa's podcast and I Yes. Oh what's it about? Um, I believe it's a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but set in nineteen twenty Shanghai. If I'm not
0: if I'm not wrong. Oh, is that the Romeo and Ju- Juliet retelling? Yeah. Oh, I wanna read that so bad.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how I was it listening
0: goes. I was listening to that episode and I was like, I need this in my life.
1: Oh yeah, me too, that's why I went and bought it right away.
0: That's awesome, so I am currently reading "Daughter of the Moon" by Abigail Spagari. Oh it's so good. Like I just started it, but it's so good. Um, so I like I'm I think I was two chapters in, and I was like, I need to order this sequel because I'm gonna finish this really fast. <laughs> uh, and I got my friends at Booklet Podcast to read it too, so I'm really excited maybe they'll do an episode on it or something.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. I'll have to check it out.
0: So, we got a couple updates from Marissa this week. Oh, yes. There's going to be a TV show, but it's not Looter Chronicles. And I'm, like, happy, but I also feel kind of attacked.
1: <laughs> um, I, know, oh I don't God. know if you've seen my Instagram story. I let I, people know I felt a little attacked. I was like, this is awesome, but also Renegades, Heartless, and TLC were here first. And I won't lie, most of the comments under it were like, yay, but the Lunar Chronicles. Right? Like, we're really excited, but also, like. Like, I'm not kidding you. That's what most of them were. And I'm like, I can't, I can't <laughs> like all of them because that's how I feel.
0: Yeah, I, um, I told my husband, my husband and I have like a, a friendship type of relationship, I guess. I don't know. We've just been together a really long time. So anytime I have like a dramatic reaction while I'm looking at my phone, he knows it's either Marissa or Taylor Swift. Oh my God. And since Taylor Swift has already done three albums in the last year, because fearless is coming out soon. Oh yeah. He like looked at me when I screamed and he's like, if Taylor Swift did another album, I'm not even going to work anymore. (laughs) I was like, no, it's Marissa. He's like, thank God. Oh my God. (laughs) he's like wait no she just did a book in like november i was like i know and she has another one coming out in no the next november and he's like so just she just writes a book every november and i was like yeah but this is more important there's gonna be a tv show and he's like oh cool because he's read cinder and scarlet so he's all excited and i was like but it's about instant karma and he was like i haven't read that one i was like i know know. but that's the one they chose i know oh i just I know, but I so badly need Lunar Chronicles, you
1: guys. I, I've been dreaming about it for years. I need it.
0: I'm also like torn because it's like I wanna cover this on my podcast. Like I need to talk about this show and it hasn't even come out yet. But oh I'm supposed to be spoiler free and we're not gonna do instant karma until like twenty twenty three, I think. Oh wow. 2024! We started December of 2024. Oh, geez, That's, like, so long from now. (laughs) That's, like, forever from now. Oh. That's that's literally, like, three years and 11 months from now, you guys. Like, I can't. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also, like, I, I just need... All of it is the thing. Like, I'm super excited because I loved Instant Karma, but I still need all of the other
1: stuff. I know. Like, I I enjoy Instant Karma too, but like, the Lunar Chronicles is like my life. So that's at the most. Lunar Chronicles is life, you guys. It is life. I take it from someone, I I dedicate my life to it. I'm not ashamed to say it. (laughs) No, me neither. I have a whole podcast about it. I text my friend about it once a day. She's used to it. She's read it too, so it's fine. So
0: well, hopefully we have more TV news to get excited about. We also got a cover reveal for Gilded, and it's gorgeous. And it gives me hardcore fairest vibes because the crown is all pointy.
1: Oh yes, I am beyond excited for that book.
0: I know. I love that it's like dripping gold the way it might drip blood. I'm like, yeah, God. this looks scary, but in a good way. I'm excited.
1: I know, and she's literally a master at retellings, obviously, because... Of Liz- I know. And is one of my absolute favorite fairy tales. And, you know, there aren't a lot of retellings of Stillskin. Like, there aren't enough. Marissa's a master at retellings, and I know she can do it well. Yeah, there aren't enough Rumpelstiltskin retellings.
0: The only one I've read is Stillskin by K.M. Shea, which was really great. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I, I literally cannot think of any other Silskin retelling novels at all, let alone just like YA, but just in general.
1: Yeah, I, the only one I've read, it's in a series, I think I've talked about it uh, on Instagram, it's called the Ravenspire series. The second one, The Wish Granter, is Silskin. That's the only one I've read. Is it good? Oh, that series is great. I loved it.
0: Good. Then I will have to keep it in mind because
1: I love fairy tale
0: adaptations. You guys, me
1: <laughs> too. And I'm actually one of my college classes is all about fairy tales, and I'm just to- talking about them all the time. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I took a class on um, the con- the construction of storytelling uh, throughout history, mm-hmm. like like verbal stories being told from generation to generation before they are written down and things like that. So I-, mm-hmm. I feel like very connected to fairy tales in general.
1: Mm -hmm, me too and fun fact my last assignment is going to be on the lunar chronicles which is exciting (gasps) what's your assignment well she said to pick like three fairy tales and talk about adaptations for them so i emailed my professor i'm like i know a book series that's four can i do that and she's like yeah go ahead so i'm ready
0: oh i'm so excited can i read your paper
1: (laughs) i will send it
0: Ah, I'm so excited That's to awesome very
1: long, but I'm ready for it That's
0: fine, long is fine <laughs> I'm really excited for all things Marissa um, I'm also really excited because Today's fan art, you guys, is amazing Okay um, <laughs> I have been sitting on this fan art for like a year I saved it in March of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> So I have literally been waiting to use this for over a year. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this is from Kronikas Lures. I don't know. Lures. I'm sorry. You guys know I can't pronounce anything on Instagram. It's from March 19th. And it's Chris crying on Thorne's lap. And he is, like, rubbing her head, like, playing with her hair. Uh, and her blue dress is all sparkly and they're in the rampion. I just love it.
1: Oh, that chapter gives me so many emotions.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I love that chapter. I also like, I don't want this to sound weird, but like I sit on my husband's lap like that all the time. Because I'm like a big hug person. Like I always need hugs.
1: Oh, uh, no. I think like,
0: <laughs> So like I look at that and I'm like, oh, I sit like that. I'm not alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it started because, like, I would ask for a hug, but Quentin would be playing, like, a video game or something. So, like, he, I could be in between the arms, but he still needs his hands so he doesn't, like, get killed by a troll or something. <laughs> so, like, I feel like we just got a way to compromise. Be like, I need a hug. And he's like, well, I can't die right now, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's a nice compromise. Right. Like, you know how video games are more important than your wife. Yep. Just kidding, Quentin. <laughs> he's not listening. It's fine. So big thank you for letting me share that because it's gorgeous. Last week, Patreon voted for chapter titles and the chapter of 57 is Rare by Selena Gomez, which I'm really excited about because I love that song.
1: I haven't listened to that one. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. I love it so much. and I think it's so great for Thorne and Cress because Cress is rare and Thorne doesn't appreciate her. Oh, I get-
1: you don't know what
0: you have, bro.
1: <laughs> if it runs you of Crest Thor I'm definitely listen to it now.
0: It's so good. The music video is adorable, too. It's filled with, like, butterflies and, like, rainbow lights and glitter and everything that looks like the inside of my brain basically Honestly,
1: that's how i want to live my life so I'll- right?
0: <laughs> i basically I'll tell everybody like you know the aesthetic of taylor swift's lover album where everything looks like cotton candy and rainbows that's the inside of my brain but also unicorns and books
1: oh my god yes
0: <laughs>
1: <This>
0: <laughs> we are at 12 minutes and we're already going to do chapter discussion
1: oh wow i think
0: we are so far being really successful at limited tangents oh yeah other than Bethany talking about Quentin video games and Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, I'll talk about Taylor Swift all day. It's fine. I know, right? I saw today,
0: as, as I say, we're not doing tangents. Here's one. I saw today that the respect for Taylor hashtag trending. And I was like, what's that about? There was a TV show that I've never heard of that had like a really misogynistic joke. And I read about it and I was like, it's 2021. Can we not be better? I
1: I know she tweeted about it and she's like "Can 2010 have their joke back and I'm like exactly I'm like tell them girl I sent it to my friend Haley and we ranted about it because we both worship her so
0: I saw one of my friends sent me that and then she sent me another article and it was like 50 celebs younger than Taylor Swift who've had more relationships that no one talks about. And it was like Demi Lovato, Justin Bieber, like all these people. And I was like, okay, but we're still going to slam Taylor who's been with the same person for like, what, six years now? I know. (laughs)
1: Leave her alone. She's queen.
0: Part that really kills me now, right, is that because of this, she's removing Miss Americana and Reputation from Netflix, which breaks my soul because that's the only place I could watch them. So they better be somewhere else on the internet let see, maybe she'll put them somewhere else that we're respected more. I hope so. I mean, I'll even buy it on a DVD. I don't care.
1: No, I will, too.
0: Like, I need it, and it's not there. And I feel, again, I feel kind of attacked. I know. A- <laughs> I take everything so personally. <laughs> so, let's get into chapter discussion, because we have Scarlet, you guys. Finally, it's been a <laughs> while. We haven't seen Scarlet since since they cut off her pinky finger, right?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't it when they cu- in the in the throne room when they cut off her pinky?
0: Yeah, I feel like that was the last time we saw her.
1: Yep, not, not, not a great place to leave off with her. But that was also like really long time ago. I know it was like the beginning of like book four or something, or like the end of book three.
0: Yeah, I want to say it was a really long time ago because also like. Even if that was just a couple chapters ago, the the podcast makes it like months ago, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's like, that was only 10 chapters ago. And it's like, yeah, but that's like two and a half months in podcast language. So I don't know.
1: Been away from her for a while. We have. uh, It
0: feels like longer than it was too, I think, because of that aspect. We're in her perspective and we start off with a dream sequence. Which Marissa always does such a wonderful job writing dream sequences.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And this is no different. Beautiful. So she's running from a wolf. And her house gets farther and farther away as she runs to it. She trips and she falls. And the wolf catches up to her. And she uses an axe to cut it in half. The two halves of the wolf turn into her wolf, Zayeth, and her grandmother. There to welcome her home. Basically, so already it's like I don't know. It kind of feels like a quick reminder that she's supposed to be the Red Riding Hood story. Yeah, you know, like just a quick reminder in case we forgot Scarlet, since we never see her in this book. Yeah, poor
1: Scarlet. Even even what she does get in this book, it's not great,
0: (laughs) right? It's not the best. Uh, Oh, I wanted to read this one paragraph though because I just love the way it's written. A wolf yipped, sounding both sorrowful and concerned. Scarlet forced herself onto an elbow so she could see the barred enclosure on the other side of the pathway. The white wolf was sitting there watching her. He howled, just a short, curious sound, not the haunting howls that Scarlet had heard in her dreams. She imagined he was asking if she was all right. She might have been screaming or thrashing during the nightmare, and the wolf's pale yellow eyes blinked with worry. Okay. I have to talk about this because you guys know I have dogs at this point. I just assume, since that's all I talk about is food and my dogs, that you guys know I have dogs. And I'm constantly talking about like how I talk to my dogs and everything. But it's because dogs are very communicative and they're extremely intelligent. So I'm going to start a tangent and you're just all going to have to deal because I promise it's actually relevant this time. So as Lily and I were talking, there's been a lot of rain lately and Babel can't handle storms. He gets very frightened. He hides under the bed. He makes yipping noises. He just, he doesn't like them. The other day, Quentin and I were in uh, this, we have this like gaming office that we share so we can play video games together. You know how adults do things. Yeah. And <laughs> we're playing video games, and we're not at a point where we can pause because we were fighting this dragon and we didn't want to die. And we're playing this game called Valheim where you can't really pause things. And I hear yipping from our bedroom, and it's Beowulf having a bad dream because of the weather, right? Scamp is laying on the floor in between the two desks um, where Quentin and I are playing. So I looked at Scamp and I woke him up because he was asleep. And I said, You need to go check on your brother. And Quentin started laughing because he doesn't believe me when I tell him that Scamp can understand what I'm saying. Scamp got up, walked down the hallway, and a minute later came back with Beowulf, and the two of them went back to sleep on the carpet snuggling. So to Quentin and anyone else who doesn't believe me, someone please tell me how my dog didn't understand everything I said.
1: Oh, no, he totally did.
0: Right? Quentin was like, it's a coincidence. I was like, no, it's not. So anyways, dogs are very intuitive. Wolves are like dogs. They're both canines, but one is like more wild, I guess, because we haven't domesticated it for hundreds of years. So that's my tangent. Dogs are crazy smart. You can come at me. (laughs) As as Ruth would say.
1: (laughs) No, they totally are. I I definitely think he listened to you.
0: I know, right? Like, and I'm not saying all dogs are like that. Like, I love Beowulf. He is the sweetest dog in the world, but he just does not understand anything that's going on in life unless it has to do with Frisbee or food. So I totally get it. Like, not every dog is going to understand stuff. But, like, I swear Scamp understands everything that comes out of my mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, like, totally on Scarlett's side when she's, like, the wolf is kind of asking if she's okay. I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah. She's brought the- diet too. That- Wolves have those instincts. Yeah, I just wanted to
0: acknowledge that I believe, Scarlet, that the wolf is checking on her.
1: hmm
0: She's in a cage. Can we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even seem to have, like, a pile of hay to lay on. I know. <laughs> and
1: it's not a cage big enough
0: that she can stand up
1: and walk around. I know. I remember, like, reading it, it says she can barely, like, move in it.
0: She like has to haunch over. She can't stand up all the way. Mm -hmm. I have so many issues with her being like a quote pet because this isn't how you treat pets. Okay. I'm not coming after winter. Please do not send me emails saying that I don't understand or respect lunar culture. Okay. (laughs) I do. I'm not saying that. I just, as someone who has dogs, as someone who's worked in foster systems and, Rescue groups and shelters for years. Like they need to have enough room to at least stand up and turn in a circle. Okay, if you're gonna treat her like an animal, please give her those same privileges. Yes. Personally, I I'm not a big fan of kenneling. I think it has a purpose for training, and then I think you don't need it anymore.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Everybody's different. So uh, talking about dogs, right? Scamp was house trained in two months. No more kennel. Beowulf was in a kennel for two years. It just depends on the situation and the dog and stuff like that. But Scarlett's not a dog. Like, can she at least have like a little curtain around her porta potty and a stack of hay to sleep on? I know.
1: She's not even given that.
0: I'm like really upset that she doesn't even have so much as a stack of hay or a clean sweater. Like, she's, I don't know. I'm upset about the mistreatment of her as a human being because she's being treated like an animal, right? But I'm also upset because, like, this isn't how you treat animals in your zoo. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Sorry, menagerie, which is just a fancy word for zoo. So, I don't know. Am I taking this too too far? No. (laughs) I'm, like, reading it and I'm, like, she's in a cage and she's got, like, nothing. Like, can she have a magazine or something? (laughs) Like I I'm like, I would be bored and uh, comfortable and very aware of how much pain I'm in and how much I smell. And she, like, I just, can she have like a book and a pillow? I don't understand. I uh,
1: know. I think maybe like Lunar's view of earthens could have something to do with it too. Since it's kind of awful.
0: I just don't, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Me neither. I always feel bad and I, I could feel it too when I read it sometimes. So I'm like, oh. I mean, that's part of the point, right, is we're yeah. getting an
0: insight into lunar culture, but yeah. I don't like lunar culture. Scarlet in a cage. Okay, so she's in a cage. Strange girl says he likes you. Her hand hurts because they took her left pinky. She didn't pass out.
1: That's our girl. Yep, yeah, she's so strong. I would have passed out. You I passed out just thinking about it. I know. Ooh. She's stronger than me in that aspect.
0: I know, right? I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Please don't. No, no, not okay. So, there was a lunar doctor that bandaged her up, but she's still covered in scratches from Master Charleston, aches from sleeping on the floor because she's sleeping on a floor for some reason. We can't give her like a dog bed or something. I'm just like really upset that she's sleeping on the floor. I'm sorry. I'm gonna,
1: I need to control myself. <laughs> Oh,
0: so bad. She's on display like a pet or an animal. And I can't help but like read this and draw comparisons to history in the United States. Otabanga was from the Congo. He was a man and he was known for being at the Bronx Zoo as a display. (sighs) In an iron cage like an animal.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And in case anyone is like, that was probably, like, a really long time ago. Um, He arrived at the zoo in 1906, so not that long ago.
1: Yeah, I would assume it's the early 1900s.
0: And in case anyone is thinking, well, even 1906 is a really long time ago. There was a young girl in a zoo in Brooklyn until, like, 1981. Again, she was from... uh, an area in Northeast Africa. So it's, it's not uncommon for, it's not something we tolerate anymore. Right. But it is something that happened and not as long ago as you might think.
1: Yeah. That's insane and terrible.
0: It is terrible. And I, so the, the African girl, I apologize. It was not 1981. It was 1958. You guys can look this stuff up if you get really interested. I'll share some um, links with you, some historical links so that you guys know the sources are actually accurate. But I just want to point out that like this isn't an unused concept. This came from somewhere in our own history. So as savage as we might consider this, keep in mind that there were humans on planet Earth not that long ago that did this to one another as well. Yeah. Just Google human zoo and go down a rabbit hole if you want.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting though, especially like this book set in the future and it's kind of like history repeating itself a bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And not just this many things too. (laughs) So
0: you and I are going to talk about this next moment in the story a lot. Mm -hmm. So we get our first physical description of winter, which I'm going to read very slowly for everyone. And I will explain why in a moment. So, the girl's clothing was the first indication of her status. I'm on page 516 at the bottom if anyone's curious. The girl's clothing was the first indication of her status. A gauzy silver white dress that had settled around her shoulders and thighs like snowflakes might settle on a sleepy hillside. Her warm brown skin was flawless and healthy. Her fingernails perfectly shaped and clean. Her eyes were bright, the color of melted caramel, but with hints of slate gray around her pupils. On top of all that, she had silky black hair that curled into perfect spirals, neatly framing her high cheekbones and ruby red lips. Now, the reason I want to point this out, one, it's our first description of winter. This is very exciting. We've been hearing about her since the first book.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But I also have to point it out because we've had this conversation a million times on Patreon and I've had this conversation with dozens of people. Winter's not white, you guys.
1: I know. I don't... I've never gotten it either. And I've been a fan of this series many years.
0: I think people assume she's white because, like, she's the Snow White character but she's yeah. very clearly not described as a white person. And I just, I want to get that information out there. Yeah. I want to acknowledge that we have a black, a mixed Snow White. Yeah. It's not a white person. So I just, I, I, and I see fan art sometimes where she's depicted as white. And I I even had someone submit it to me and I was like, I don't know what character this is. Because she wanted me to share it for Lunar Chronicles. And I was like, sure, but I don't know what character this is. And she's like, oh, it's Winter. And I was like, but Winter's black. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't know that. And I pointed her to this paragraph. I'm not calling out this person, I'm just using this as an example. So do not yeah. ask her name. I will not give it. But I pointed her to this chapter and she said, I never noticed that description. I always assumed she was white. So just read a little bit more carefully when it comes to character description because assuming a character is white is kind of a part of the whole whitewashing system that authors and writers are trying to address over the last like maybe five or six years and hopefully more so in the future.
1: Yeah. Because I don't think like... Because, yeah, she's not just, Winter's described, like, a little bit, because, again, we're focused more on her personality, but the descriptions are there. Right. So it's it's in text.
0: (laughs) It's very supported by the text. I remember I had a conversation with someone. I told her to read these books many, many months, like, years ago, and she read them and loved them, and I was talking to her, and I had mentioned that, like, um, I loved the character of winter because her appearance reminds me of my nieces and she's like, but your nieces are black. And I was like, and so is winter.
1: Yeah. I. And
0: she was like, well, she's never described as black. And I pointed her to this chapter and several others. And she was like, I never read those chapters. And I was like, you read the whole series. And she was like, well, I never, ever made a connection that she wasn't a white person. I always thought she was pale with dark hair and red lips. And I was like, that's never a description of her in the books. That's your pop culture influence of the Disney version of Snow White with the pale skin and the dark hair and the red lips.
1: I know. I'm actually a big, big fan of the Snow White story in general. Yes. Winter was never that way in my mind, though, because I saw her description. And I knew she was she looked different. I just appreciate that
0: she is different. You know yeah. that it's something not just different, not just unique, but something that works for these characters and this story
1: mm-hmm.
0: and something that shows that representation um and so for me, I just wanted to get that out there. I just no, want to no. point that out, and I've had this conversation with patreon members who you know, on first read through kind of thought she was white and didn't realize it until later on. Because when you're buzzing through the story, you kind of insert things and skip over parts. And I get that I totally get that. I have a sister who basically just reads dialogue the first time she reads a book, because she just wants to get through to the end so fast. And then she reads it a second time, you know, months later. So I I totally get that. I just want to point out because I probably had about 20 emails in the last two or three months, um, asking why I won't share any fan art of Winter as a white person. I will say most of the fan art I found of her, she's mixed or black. So it's it's not a large portion. But I think I've said before that I won't share any fan art of her where she's white. And that's just because I don't want to whitewash a character and misrepresent them.
1: Yeah, that's not, that's not how she looks.
0: I And, you know... It it bothers me a little bit when Scarlett is like a really thin person because she's described as being like curvy and as someone who's got a little junk in the trunk. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, Ashley and I had conversations about this because Ashley's an artist and she was like, you know, it's a really hard line to walk because it's artist interpretation. And you yeah. don't want to take away that creative influence. But at the same time, you don't want to whitewash a character.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. But
0: yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I'm just acknowledging it because I've already gotten several emails about it. And so I was like, okay, well, when I get to this chapter, I'll explain it better for you. But read those chapters again. Her description is not a white person with pale skin and dark hair. Mm
1: hmm. Yep. So
0: I don't want to rant too much on it. I just wanted to.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you addressing it because I've seen it around too many
0: years. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that because sometimes I'm just like, I I know I, I don't want to be one of those people where where I get emails that are like, you're too opinionated, but also like it's a podcast. I'm going to have an opinion. Otherwise, it would just be me summarizing the chapter and telling you to have a good day.
1: Yeah. Textual evidence to. to Yes.
0: I know. It's in the book. I gave you a page. I promise it's there. It's there. But what's really important about Winter, in addition to all of that, is that she's the most beautiful human being to ever exist.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Love that.
0: She has an anomaly. She has three scars on her cheek from eye to jaw, but they only accentuate her beauty. Mm -hmm. they do not diminish her beauty in any way
1: i just sorry i just adore
0: winter so i do know i love winter as a character Mm -hmm. and this is our first like real scene with winter our first real introduction to her and um i think it's a really good insight into her character already Mm -hmm. which is great because book four so we're going to read Ferris next, which is book 3.5. And then book four is Winter. So we do get a perspective from her coming up pretty soon. So very exciting. Yes. I say pretty soon. I don't think we're starting it until June because the podcast is like slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking us five years to read these books. <laughs> so I kind of love that Scarlet is like awestruck and blushing. <laughs>
1: I know. Honestly, I, I, I am just reading it because I'm like, "Wow, right?" And I'm also
0: like, my brain is also like, "Scarlet might be by you guys." <laughs> <laughs> like, Scarlet is like, oh, fanning. She's like fanning herself a little bit. She's like, "Oh,
1: no, that,
0: nope." <laughs> so she thinks it might be a glamour, not might be. She's convinced. She's 100 percent convinced that this beautiful creature. Is a glamour, because everything on the moon is a lie, I know, which makes it all the more crazy to me that at the end of this chapter we find out it's not a glamour. Mm-hmm. then it's like, wow, she really is like the most beautiful person in existence. That's crazy. Ryu turns out to be the white wolf that she shares the menagerie space with, and winter says that she's confused. Was it a good dream or a bad dream? Ryu is the wolf silly. You've been neighbors for four days now, you know. I'm surprised he hasn't officially introduced himself. Then she leaned forward, dropping her voice to a whisper as if she were about to share a closely guarded secret. As for me, I am your new best friend. But don't tell anyone, because they all think that I'm your master now and that you are my pet. They don't know that my pets are really my dearest friends. We shall fool them all, you and I. So it's a little off-filter, but, like, I always picture the airy and whimsical voice of the actress that played Luna Lopgood in the Harry Potter. Um, not that person's, like, sound of her voice, but just that whimsical tone.
1: Yeah. that's. A, I always thought that this uh, fit Winter, too, with her personality. Kind of that more whimsical type voice. Absolutely. And it, it
0: it's really enchanting because... We've had so many different types of characters and so many different types of female heroines throughout this series so far, right, like yeah, um, Cinder is this like you know kind of sarcastic and gritty girl who's um still kind of you know trying to figure out who she really is. Scarlet is like very secure in who she is and will not put up with anybody yeah, uh, Iko is here for the party, <laughs> Cress like wants to be here for the party, but is also like super shy. Mm -hmm. and now we have winter who's this like really whimsical and enchanting person and who kind of talks in poetic riddles and um in a a very like
1: somehow childish and mature way at the same time i guess yeah that's what makes that's why i love reading her dialogue it's so endearing to read Mm -hmm. it's one of the things many things i love about her
0: Hey guys, my name's Abby, and I co-host the Book Life Podcast with my best friend Mo. We cover fantasy, sci-fi, and historical fiction books, and talk book-related topics like our favorite character types, world building, and books versus their movies. New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite platform. Now, back to your show. I completely agree. So we Scarlet realizes this is the girl from her interrogation, the one that stepped in and asked if she could have her and not to break her. And she tenses because the girl goes to touch her. And she says her hair is like fire, but doesn't smell like smoke. See poetic riddles, you guys. Yes. So she has a picnic basket. They're gonna play Doctor. This is really an unusual interaction, I think. Yeah. So- Winter is, like, completely either oblivious or ignoring, and intentionally ignoring Scarlet's rebuttal. Because Winter just, like, keeps going. And Scarlet, like, she calls her crazy. She pushes her away. She's, like, throwing out nasty words and insults. And Winter is just like, let's play doctor. It's pretend.
1: Yes, aren't you? You're not having fun? I am. <laughs>
0: No, she says she's been mentally and physically tortured. She's starving. She's thirsty. She's in a cage in a zoo. And Winter's response is menagerie.
1: <laughs> like, that's, that's it. That's her response. Yeah, not all the stuff. So be like, it's sort of menagerie. <laughs> but she messes up because she says crazy, which makes one
0: of the guards come up. The same guard that apparently had grabbed her butt. That sounds about right.
1: Yep.
0: And Winter says that they were just pretending. And then Winter warns Scarlet and says, they don't like it when people call me crazy. Don't call me crazy. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet says, but you are crazy. Winter's like, I know. She's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but they don't like it when we acknowledge that. I'm like, okay. It's unusual. I'm honest with you. You know, this book came out in 2013, I think. I'm honestly not sure people would use the word crazy in this context anymore. Mm -hmm. Just because the word crazy has developed so many negative connotations over the years. But I do think that in this context, Scarlett more means it as like lunacy. Yeah. Than anything else. Uh, I don't think she means it as an accusation. I think she's meaning it more as an observation of what she's seeing in this unusual person.
1: Yeah, yeah, because she's definitely it's more put off by it than anything. Yeah, and and unfortunately right now it feels like a
0: disregard for Winter's ailment because as we learned from Dr. Erland, people who don't use their gift, and as Winter said, she hasn't used it since she was a child, um, people who don't use their gift, the gift internalizes and drives them mad and they start to have visions where they, they see things that aren't really happening. You know, In this context, it's more, I think, meant that she's unique in a way that Scarlett is uncomfortable with and not familiar with, but obviously it's a little disregarding of the fact that Winter does have an, a, an ailment of some kind, but I also really appreciate Winter as a character, and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler because we'll get into it a lot more in her book, but yeah. I also appreciate Winter as a character as an insight into mental illness and how people treat you when you have a mental illness. And how you try to um deal with those people and how they mistreat you, and how there are people who will stand up for you in those situations, like this guard who is obviously not the best guy since he yeah. grabbed her butt, but when it comes to winter, he doesn't appreciate the mockery of her illness, and he comes to her defense
1: yeah very it's very complex, and I really like that
0: it is very complex, it's definitely not a surface level interaction um and maybe it is when you first read the book or the second time you read the book yeah but when you go to the depth that we go to when you dissect Mm -hmm. each little sentence um and spend a year and a half talking about a book that most people read in two days (laughs) you get the opportunity to talk about those little, little tiny details and they're very important for the relationship dynamic that's developing right now between Winter and Scarlet.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite like character introductions ever because I just think it's so well put together and so not surface level and has layers. I agree. Do you have your book on you? I do. Do you want to go
0: ahead and read the top of page five twenty? Ah, yes. This You infin- Love Winter so much. I want to give you the chance to talk about your girl
1: oh yeah i i sorry i'm just number, winter's number one fan i swear
0: yeah that's partly why i wanted you for this chapter if i remember correctly i was like what chapter do you want and you were like i need the one where winter comes
1: yes oh <laughs> yes i just i just love her and if i do more if i when i do chapters in winter i'll go crazy Cause that's I, fine
0: well i'm always a fan of that <laughs> i just love her
1: all right scarlet didn't answer and this is Winter's quote. Because the palace walls have been bleeding for years and no one else sees it, she shrugged as if this were a perfectly normal thing to say. No one believes me, but in some corridors, the blood has gotten so thick that there's nowhere safe to step. When I have to pass through, the, through those places, I leave a trail of bloody footprints for the rest of the day. And then I worry that the queen's soldiers will follow the scent and eat me up while I'm sleeping. Some nights I don't sleep very well. Her voice dropped to a haunted whisper, her eyes taking on a brittle luminescence. But if the blood was real, the servants would clean it up, don't you think? Oh, man. God, that's just so chilling. It's chilling. It's poetic. It's like
0: intense and terrifying, but somehow beautifully described. I know. Um, and it's kind of ominous. It's like the walls have been bleeding. How much death and destruction has occurred at this palace?
1: I know. I know. It could say a lot about how, like, just living on Luna is, too, just from this. I mean, scarlett has been
0: on Luna for this whole book, basically, but not very long in terms of her, her life and the span of the books. But long enough that she's gotten a pretty good insight into the aristocracy of Lunars and how they yeah. treat people. And it's very different than what we saw the townspeople of Farafra and how they treated each other. Yeah. Uh, but it's very disturbing.
1: hmm Yeah, you definitely get that, like, through all of Crest. You just see, like, how disturbing it can get by being a citizen or living on Luna. Absolutely. And it's from different perspectives, too. You get, like, all different kinds of perspectives, and it's just so good. <laughs>
0: I love all the different perspectives. It gives, us, it gives us an opportunity to observe the same scenes and characters in different ways. Mm-hmm. So Winter brought her this candy, and she's supposed to eat it twice a day. <laughs> they won't let her bring real medication, so it's just candy. But then she winks at her, and Scarlett says she's not going to eat it. But it's a gift of friendship, her favorite sour apple petites, and she wants them to be friends. Scarlet is really not here for this. Like, Winter is yeah. like, but we're friends. And Scarlet's like, mm, but we're not. Yeah. You're my captor.
1: Yeah, and I don't like exactly blame Scarlet for how she feels for what she's been through.
0: She's in a cage without even a bed or a curtain around her port-a-pot. Like, I'm totally not blaming Scarlet. Yeah. Part of me is like, Winter, treat your pets better. Like, if she really is your pet, can we give her a blanket or something?
1: I think she's a- trying a little bit, though. She
0: is, I know. I'm just like, I don't I don't know why I'm harping on this, but like it's just so dehumanizing to me that she's sleeping on the floor. I know. And that she doesn't have the privacy of a private bathroom quarters. It's terrible. Winter says that she only has two friends other than her animals. One of her friends turned into ashes when they were very little, a pile of girl-shaped ashes, and the other one has gone missing. The other one is Jacin, and she wants to, she said that she asked for a sign that he was safe, and that she saw a shooting star, and then she found Scarlet with hair like a star, and she knows that Scarlet had seen Jacin, so this is her sign, that she has to find a way to find out if Jacin is okay. Mm-hmm. Jacin, with the blonde hair, and the beautiful eyes, and the rising sun and his smile, and Scarlet's like, What? <laughs>
1: Oh, I think it's a nice description.
0: I like the description, but I also like Scarlett's reaction of like, you know what he was to me? He was the person that tried to kill me and my friends. And Winter is like, yeah, Jason was one of those people that tried to kill you and your friends, but did you see him? And Scarlett's like, no, (laughs) he was trying to kill me. (laughs) This part kind of bothers me a little bit, right? She says that her friends probably killed him. Because that's what they do to people who support the queen. Scar, where's your evidence of this? Who have y'all killed? I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm totally a, a stan of Scarlet, you guys. And Scarlet is ferocious. I have no doubt in my mind that Scarlet would protect people that are close to her, like a mama bear or a lion cub, you know? Like, I totally believe that. But I'm also like, when did y'all kill anybody?
1: I mean, I don't know if maybe she was just saying that just to like bother winter, maybe because she doesn't exactly trust her, maybe, like okay, that's- she
0: my my main thing is that she's like that's what me and my friends do. and it's like, okay, i the only thing I can think of that she's referring to is Zaev killing his brother, mm-hmm. and I guess they killed Jael when they yeah. were rescuing Scarlet and Zaev, right? Yeah. That's it, you guys. And they didn't do that because those people supported the queen. Those were, like, survival tactics.
1: Yeah, it's like they were trying to kill them, <laughs> so it's self-defense. Right. So I'm just, like, not sure. Sh- I, I don't know. The, yeah, it
0: would have to be, like, just a th- an empty threat to rile up Winter because I'm not seeing a lot of evidence in the text that Scarlet's friends kill people.
1: Yeah, I. that's <laughs> how I saw it after a few rereads because – that kind of confused me too. But I'm like, oh, this could be why. Yeah, because otherwise it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That's how I view it personally. Yeah,
0: I like I like that way better. It makes way more sense to me.
1: I would say it makes more sense to me.
0: Winter kind of hugs herself and starts shaking, and Scarlet starts to feel a little bit of sympathy, but then. Decides that she can't help her. This person is not her friend. She can't help her. But the white wolf whimpers. This is something my dogs do. First of all, Scamp is my seizure dog, as I've said before. So he's very aware if I'm crying or hurt or anything like that. But they will whimper if I'm crying. Just because they don't know how else to respond.
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah, my dog like does that. So he gets concerned if I feel
0: sad. Or something else. Yeah, he's like, Why are you crying? Like I'm I'm reading a book and I start crying and Scam's like, What?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's that connection too. Yes. <laughs> and again, Scarlet knows this and she sees that. So she's thinking, Oh There's something else too going on here. Well, Scar if
0: Scarlett was trying to upset her, it worked. Yeah. Winter collects her basket she stands hunched in the in the cage and she describes she prescribes rest and says she wasn't lying about the walls bleeding she fears river will be filled with blood so much so that earth will see it from a distance again poetic and scary at the same time like mm-hmm. deeply disturbing Scarlet's not interested in her delusions and her arm starts to hurt while she's like holding herself up. So she falls over when she says that, which is frustrating to her because now the girl's worried about her and she was trying to stand up for herself. Yeah. And Scarlet says that she doesn't like mock sympathy or glamour or mind control and that she wants nothing to do with lunar culture of lies. Winter gives Scarlett the box and then approaches her and says, I haven't used my glamour since I was 12 years old, not since I knew how to stop using it. I feel like this is really important. Mm-hmm. I haven't used my glamour since I was 12 years old, not since I was old enough to control it. That's why the visions come to me. That's why I'm going mad. So she intentionally allows herself to go crazy and go mad because she worked so hard to control this this glamour because she worked so hard to not use her, quote, gift.
1: Yeah. Very interesting, to say the least. I agree. That's interesting. Old enough to control it. So that way like, it could mean, like, old enough to understand, like, what's going on when people really use it and what they do.
0: I think that's probably the main component is old enough to understand the dangers of this, this quote gift that the Lunars have. Yeah. So winter goes to leave and the guard says your highness and Scarlet realizes who this person is. This is princess winter, princess winter with unspeakable beauty with scars on her face that were inflicted by Levana herself because she dared to be, pretty basically right like we find out a little bit more yeah in this tiny little sentence the white wolf has a quarter of an acre with grass and a den again not a lot of space right Mm -hmm. but scarlet doesn't have grass and a den she doesn't even have like a haystack she gets one meal a day i'm just i'm not happy with how they treat their quote pets okay like who's checking up on this zoo where's Peta? (laughs) if they're gonna treat her like an animal then there should be policies and procedures in place to protect them right yes i think i've worked in shelters too long i'm I'm like this isn't how we treat animal or people yeah i can see you feel very strongly about this i do i'm sorry (laughs) no you're good i love it She doesn't trust the girl, but she's starving. So she eats the candy and it's delicious. Nothing, not even tomatoes tasted so good. And she realizes there's a tingling warming her throat uh, that travels all across her body, leaving a trail of comfort. And with it, it has taken away her pain. So the candy... That she, Because she's not allowed to give her medicine. So the Mm -hmm. candy that Winter gave to Scarlett was laced with painkillers to help with her discomfort. So there's the part I appreciate. Thank you, Winter, for doing something. Oh, Winter. I know. I'm like, well, she did something. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a really nice thing to do. Pain is, I have a very low threshold for pain. Now, I have a feeling Scarlett has a much higher threshold, if nothing else, because she's so stubborn. Yeah. But I have a super low threshold. So I am like, yes, I need a painkiller. Even if it's just like ibuprofen or z so I can sleep through it or something. Like I need something. She doesn't have anything to distract her, by the way. She's just sitting here staring at a wolf, smelling her dirty clothes and thinking about how her arm hurts. She doesn't have a pinky and she doesn't know what happened to her friends or what her future looks like. Mm hmm so not fun you guys give her a magazine or something please please help our girl out right like i'm not saying you need to give her a nintendo report screen but like can she have like a book a day or something maybe a stick so she can play solitaire or tic-tac-toe with herself i don't know, I know. <laughs> i'm like can she just have something
1: <laughs> um, i feel like the lunatics so don't have much sympathy for her unfortunately they don't
0: so that is the end of chapter fifty-eight. What was your song title for this one? Um,
1: I chose "Imaginary" by Evanescence because it does kind of like it go kind of like kind of like what you said with the about the walls bleeding all you know, that. It has that like poetic hauntingness to it, and that song absolutely reminds me of winter. It's it's in my Lunar Chronicles playlist in a winter part, so that's how I found it.
0: I appreciate it. That was a good choice. So I chose two songs. Um, one is called Mad World, which is a song by Michael Andrews, but I really love the cover by Taylor John Williams. And I, I really, honestly, I could read you guys all the lyrics to this song and you would be like, yep, gotcha, Bethany. Uh, or at least I hope you would, right? But it's just all about like living in a world where you see madness and no one else does. So some of the lyrics that stand out to me a lot are, And I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you. I find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a very, very mad world. Then another line that stood out to me specifically all around me are familiar faces, worn-out places, worn-out faces. Oh my God! They're so good, right? Like this is this is really great, and this this one especially because of the palace walls bleeding.
1: Yeah. Their,
0: t- their tears are filling up their glasses. No expression. Hide my head. I want to drown my sorrow. No tomorrow.
1: Those just scream winter.
0: I know, they're so good. And I i mean, like I said, I absolutely love the cover by Taylor John Williams. I think it's absolutely beautiful. He he turns the song into this like hauntingly beautiful, soft, dramatic rendition uh, that I just absolutely appreciate. And so the other song I chose was scars to your beautiful by Alicia Cara which is a beautiful song about loving and accepting yourself for who you are and embracing your flaws and your scars and knowing that those are what makes you beautiful. And, you know, this is a person who's described by Scarlett, probably our most critical female character, as the most beautiful human in existence. So much so that she blushes in her presence. And so I just really felt like that resonated with Winter in this particular uh, description and maybe in other descriptions as well, because I think a lot of her descriptions are going to be like the beautiful girl with the scars on her face.
1: Yeah. Dang, those were good song choices. Thank you.
0: So what was your quote for this week? Okay,
1: my quote. It's on page 524. As far as she knew, there was only one lunar princess, other than Cinder, of course. Princess Winter, the queen's stepdaughter, the unspeakable beauty, the scars that, according to rumor, have been inflicted by the queen herself. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I chose that, like, for multiple reasons, because, again, it's like that official introduction of winter. And also the fact that, again, my favorite fairy tale of all time is Snow White. Right. I think, like, that screams Snow White in so many ways. You can unpack so much to that fairy tale with that. It's just so good. <laughs> it is good. I love it. That was one of the
0: ones that I like highlighted in my, in my book. So my quote was someday soon, I fear the palace will be soaked through with blood and all of Artemisia Lake will be so red. Even the earthens will be able to see it. I, I already talked about it a little bit, so I won't go too far into detail, but I just love the terrifying poetic. Poetic description um and the implication of how dangerous this place is Mm -hmm. and brutal this society is
1: yep so good
0: how'd we do do you think we did good on tangents yeah i think we did all right yeah since halloween our halloween town episode was like all tangents so oh yeah
1: yeah we have to do that so (laughs) fast you're like we'll just talk about whatever Right? And
0: it's like, well, what else can we talk about? How about everything? (laughs) Everything. So this week, there were two Easter eggs. The bonus word hair appeared 10 times. Tomatoes appeared once. There's been some debate about what word we should count for winter. So right now, the suggestion is to count the word crazy, the word scars, and how often she has a vision. So that's what we're trying to keep track of. If you have any other suggestions, let me know. So the word crazy appeared four times and the word scars appeared three. Next week, we're going to cover chapters 59 and 60. And then the week after that, you guys, it is episode 100 of Prince Guy Fan Pod. Yay! A hundred episodes! Yay! That's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm I... like, what? That's so many. Wow. I hope everybody rates, reviews, and subscribes. Follow the podcast on Instagram. And be excited because episode 100, I'm really excited about it. And I can't even believe that we're at 100 episodes, especially since this same time last year, we almost quit the podcast altogether. So I'm really glad that I decided to keep the podcast going. Well, because Ashley and Becca couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Talk by myself? Like, (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really glad that I decided to keep the podcast going, that we have another year under our belt. And... 100 episodes to me is just like crazy exciting
1: yes congrats thank you
0: so lily do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you on social
1: media if they would like to do so well i've mostly just used my instagram which is Lily the fangirl 12 find me on there
0: that's mostly what i use as instagram so i get it
1: <laughs> yeah it's the one i like the most so
0: yeah in the meantime, everyone, please rate, review, and subscribe. Check out Patreon for a chance to be a guest on an episode with me and more super cool perks. We've been discussing in the Patreon and on Instagram if we should be saying "Captain is King" instead of "Don't get Glamored." I kind of like Marissa's Queen too, oh, I love
1: it.
0: right? Like, but um, actually, Patreon member Brittany suggested that the episode should be like prince guy fan pod where captain is king marissa is queen and there's no spoilers or something like that so i kind of like that idea too oh i love that yeah so for today i'm going to say that captain is king marissa is queen please don't get glamored keep reading keep listening and we will see you next time yes bye bye the passages read for you today are from crest by marissa meyer this podcast is hosted and produced by bethany finger today's special guest was patreon member lily The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Angela Wong. Thank you for listening.
1: When we got Verizon 5G Home Internet, it sounded like it could handle all our needs. But one thing it couldn't handle was
0: our frustration. And hey, we deserve reliable internet. It's time for better internet. Fast, reliable internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.